Who you trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm loco? Waiting. Now we're rolling Damage Plan MMA Podcast. I'm Jason. As always, my co-host, the voice of MMA in Utah, Zach Partridge in house. Yeah, baby. I'm not even going to ask you about your fight because we're going to do your – you have your own fighter spotlight schedule. As How I badass should. is that? As How I badass should. is that? I should have my own On your fans. own podcast. That's pretty cool. I that mean – That is pretty cool. Hey, we'll hey. Week out from weigh-ins. Time out. Time out. Can we tell everybody what we just what – we, what we got? Well, what you just got? What did I just get? You're moving into a new office that is going to have a oh yeah cool yeah. ass room there. Yeah, we're gonna have the Damage Plan MMA. We're Damage Plan headquarters is is coming to an to an office near you. <laughs> I'm so excited, dude. My, you, I told my wife, and she's like, "I'm never gonna see you." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sorry i'm like i'll probably work up there on mondays and fridays is kind of what i was thinking but dude so yeah, excited so, so the podcast game is going to change probably after we get back from after we get done with my fight and then uh and things are going to look a little different we'll get done with my fight we're going to have a uh a uh you know and then we're going to go to cabo and then our podcasts are going to be um in Wait, a little Mr. podcast jackson. to do jackson jackson knows <laughs> oh, knows where i'm at now we're just getting our own unit uh, two two down. So, if if you know where so, my office is, it's not like I'm going far. I'm literally the same address, just different unit. So, if you want to sponsor this podcast and help us to help us Paper put some furniture space. in there, I mean, we're not going to say no. Let's just put it that way. Because we're going to need Absolutely. to deck it. We're going to need to deck it out and make it look cool. Oh, it's going to look cool. Yeah, it's going to look cool, dog. Can I uh, can I bring my picture up of the rock and Corey. Well, if you listen to our, our podcast with the, the beehive, the rock is my bromance. So um, the rock is always welcome. And I love Jorge Masvidal. I love Are you Jorge. kidding me? I got a couple. Did signs. you see him rip? Did you see him rip Colin Kaepernick for wearing a Fidel Castro t-shirt? Yes. I loved it. That was epic. I loved it. Okay. I'm just going to opt little little rant whatever if you support fidel castro and rock a t-shirt with a fidel castro shirt on you you suck and you don't know what's going on and what type of human being he is and these people do it like he was like some sort of like leader or whatever it's like no he, he, he was a dictator and he killed people like he sucks like families like jorge masvidal's left cuba to yeah. get away from him they it's they 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 get wood doors they get they float to Florida on wooden doors in shark infested waters, and that's worth it. The risk of dying to get away from that guy. Why like, is it always the people that aren't in the mix complaining about the mix? <laughs> it's like you you weren't there. You don't know what's going oh, on. These are oh, people that the, lived it. Like oh, you mean the black athlete that was oppressed that was adopted by two white people? I mean, grew, yeah, grew you, up. You, you could, you that could say that too. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Get out of here. It's like, look, and I get, I get you know it. What? You, you want to hey, be a part of something. Hey, I just it. put it and I just put it on my story too, on my Instagram story. Cause I'm still in Facebook jail for three more days, <laughs> but I just put it on my Instagram story too. I'm offended by the Cleveland guardians. My I'm, feelings matter too. Yeah. I'm that's bullshit. Like guardians. What? That's offensive. <laughs> a guardian is a parent and they are not. Par- I mean, I'm offended. I'm appalled. We need to start a petition. I absolutely. My voice, my feelings matter too. 
I'm offended. It's I'm offended funny. for all the real Guardians. I'm offended for Dave Padista and all the people from the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm offended for them. It's disrespectful of their movie. But Luke, yeah. It's funny you say you said that because I literally commented that about an hour ago on somebody's post. <laughs> I'm like, I'm offended. That's what it's turned into these days. The offense. Go ahead. You can be offended. Oh, you, you know who offended. we didn't have? We didn't do a spotlight for this time. Who? Marco. We had him. We had him. You know. I thought we were supposed. To, I got him and Marco Sanchez confused. No, no, no. Like big, big Marco. Is he not coming gym. on? No. He doesn't want to come on. We, we, we don't have time at this point. Yeah, that's true. You're. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're gonna be gone next week. Unless, but, unless. But you know, like so, big Marco, right? Yeah. And uh, he t- he told a great story. We had a guy at our gym that was talking about like you know, police brutality and like, maybe, yeah, maybe those cops went overboard and, and this and that. And Marco's like in Serbia, if a cop tells you to stop and you don't stop, you're dead and it's expected. And people say, and people say, yeah, we don't have, you know, other, other countries don't have this problem. Yeah. It's because people freaking respect the police because it's just, it's just known. They're just going to beat the crap out of you or kill you. And it's expected. And nobody feels bad for you there. I think the best thing that we can do as a whole nation, just turn off the news. Don't watch probably, the freaking news. Probably. Don't watch the news. That's great. That is great just advice. Don't, just don't watch the news. I, 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 look, I, I, we interact with a lot of different people with a lot of different views. I don't give a shit. I just, if you're no, a good human being, you're a good human being. You That's what, it. So, so you, you know what? You know what we need to do is one, just be nicer to each other. Yeah. Two, be respectful of authority which is something I could work on myself. I have a problem with authority, obviously, in more ways than one. Uh, and three, just it's okay if other people have a point of view, different point of view. It's it's okay. It's okay. I, I will have you know that I practiced patience yesterday with my daughter in the car when somebody tried to break, check me, and cut me off twice on the freeway. Twice. You practice patience, but you also called me being like this MFR. Oh, I was fuming, dude. I'm fuming. My daughter's in the car and I'm at my dad. My Shaley's like, but dad, you did call him some, some names. And I'm like, were, were they, those? Straight. I said, were they those names that I called? And she said, well, yeah. I'm like, okay then. But I didn't do anything. Right. She's like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like fuming. Dude, so like some freaking little meth head tweaker kid in an Ultima <laughs> in an Ultima. So if you're driving a white ultimation and cut me off. I'm coming after you, bro. Oh, look at that. How about that? Why did Fiji leave Fiji? Well, minimum wage is $2 an hour and a pound of butter is $10.50. We're headed in that direction, folks. We are. Well, but kind of the other way. We are heading in the direction of um, minimum wage is going to be $20 an hour. And then a loaf of bread's going to be $80. I saw a thing on TikTok today. Um, some people leaving, all these workers walking out of this restaurant. <laughs> That's pretty good, Zach. Yeah. It's actually really good. Oh, yeah. All these people walking out of this restaurant because they didn't get whatever they thought they needed. And I'm like, okay, okay. So, so you're just going to go live off the government is basically what you're saying. Like, all these people that are complaining about more money start your own business, get on freaking YouTube, start your own freaking business. There's enough information that you can do. You can learn whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. Do it. I, you know, I hear start your the, own company. 
I hear all the time. I, I hear I own a car detailing business. Yeah. And I was like, if they forced a minimum wage, if they forced a minimum wage upon us of $15 an hour for every employee, we we'd close, we'd close, we'd close our door. And guess what? We'd have, we'd have six people out of a job. You want to know who? So, 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 so what happens when thousands of small businesses that employ, you know, four to eight people all close their doors and now you have millions of Americans unemployed because those businesses couldn't afford $15 an hour, $18 an hour minimum wage. You know who what happens? The raise? Is Corporal Smuckatelli that's walking through the streets of Ramadi getting freaking shot at. That's who deserves the freaking raise. I take that. That's fine. <laughs> Why you are know, we talking politics and shit? We just spent 10 know. minutes talking ranting and raving about politics. I don't, and I don't even care about that crap. We got fights. We got your fight in a week. We got freaking amazing Steel Fist card coming next weekend. Bummed out. We, we're gonna miss out on our boy artist Lyles. Um, this is what I'm. This is exactly what I'm saying. Losing, it's like losing, losing a fight to COVID. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, a lot. It, dude, Fiji's got it, dude. You're, that's you, that's, that's why you are people, Fiji. It's what I'm saying. It's like people that have been in the mix. They realize like I've been to third world countries. I've freaking lived in the jungle of South America for three months. Like I've seen what these people go through. Every tool that you need is is available to us as Americans. It's all right there. You just got to do it. Yeah, be a good I'm, be a good human. I'm done because I'm going to cross a line. Could you are going to cross a line and don't cross I'm, it. We're going to get canceled. I'm, we're gonna we get can't canceled. get canceled. Right we'll get, we'll get put in YouTube jail for 30 days. <laughs> all right, let's talk about this card. We lost a fight on this card. We lost the co-main. We lost Aspen Lad and Macy Chason. You know that's. Did they say what happened with Chason? I heard she's the one that pulled out. Said undisclosed injury. That's a bummer. The night before the fight. So, here, here's the thing. I I don't know the right answer on this as a fighter. You know me. I've always said, if I could walk down that ramp, and I could stand there. I'll figure out. I'll I'll figure it out. Yeah. I might not win, but I'll figure out. I'll figure out a way to fight. I have a lot of people counting it, on me. Right? Is is that smart? Though? But but I'm an amateur. Exactly. Is that smart? My record at that level? Like, at my level, you can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Macy is she's at a different level. There's part of me that's like she's she's probably known she has an injury that it's going to be tough to deal with for probably I would I would guess at least a couple of weeks. I I would guess. I, I don't know what it is. I can't imagine her backing out unless it's something serious. I, I think it is serious. I, I don't think it is. But I'm just saying, ethically, do you let the UFC know, hey, I have an injury. I might not make it to the fight. Have somebody ready. Or do they just say, okay, we'll reschedule you or we'll reschedule this fight for a month away or whatever. Or do you go, no, I'm, you know, I feel good right now. I'm peaking. I'm mentally, I'm in a good place. Like I'm good everywhere else. Like I need this to happen. And the time for weigh-ins, um, the, the, the time for weigh-ins comes and it's like, I, dude, I can't, I can't fight. I can't fight somebody like Aspen lad like this. Yeah. I, I will lose because like maybe maybe her knee or her ankle like you know like she can't stand or throw a kick or or what like 
you know, at that level, could do you really been. do you really want your game plan to be like, I'll just go pull guard? You know what or I mean? Or it could could have been something with the weight cut, maybe. Maybe intern maybe internally that very possible kidney kidney starting to shut down she is a big girl she fought on the season of the ultimate fighter yeah with the heavy hitters where they were at 145 so i think cutting down to 135 i think that's a decent weight cut for her and you you just never know with with girls we've talked about this before yeah and I, my wife has brought it up weight cutting with girls and if they have they're at a certain time of the month and stuff like that it's just like it's a they start holding on to water weight like that's just something that i can't even mentally wrap my head around but yeah. i mean but i mean who am i to say like i said who am i to say like if it's okay or not i mean i i just hope they get it rescheduled and so they I don't, don't so like too. miss out on a paycheck i hope it's something they can reschedule for like a month or something yeah you i mean it's not like they don't have cards every freaking weekend just throw this fight on two three weeks yeah a month, four weeks away and just i hope it just sucks because nobody gets suck. paid. Nobody gets paid. It does suck. And I, then you feel for, and I feel for Macy, but I especially feel for uh for Aspen Lad. Who she probably did everything the right way. Yeah, you know, she probably did had her chance to perform, do well. This is it was a big fight. I think it was a co-main event for both these girls, right? It's supposed yeah, to be co-main event. event. Yeah, co-main you know, event. Yep. And and people, unless you're a diehard, you might not know Macy Chase Own and Aspen Lad, but these are two up and coming girls that are they're freaking killers, man. Like both of them are killers. This is a big fight for that division. So I'm just looking on Twitter to see if I if they updated anything since I, you do. I think you do got to be a little careful though. The higher level you get, it's. I agree. I, I was I just. I was just having a conversation. I, I won't say any names, but there's a, a fighter that you and I both know that that got offered a fight in a couple weeks. And I, I mean, I, he's probably not in the best position to take that fight right now. Is it a is winnable it one, fight? Is it the one we, we've we been talking? We talked we talked yeah. about. Yeah. And it's 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 a winnable fight for the guy, um, I think. But I think with the situations that's going on, I think he'd be smarter to maybe take the couple months and, and try it again in two or three more months. Um, but he's at that level where he's got to be a little more. He can't just you can't just be like, hey, I'm just just going to go out there and still bang. It's like, oh, you know, I mean, you, yeah. There's just a lot of factors in there, and I'm it's happy to see that he's taking the the time that he needs. And I'll tell you this: it is the reason, though, that Conor McGregor gets so many favors from Dana, being that type of guy that that never pulls out, right or wrong. Like I'm not yeah. saying now, but I'm saying like when he when he got yeah. his rise and his it can, push. It, it's a yeah, there's a fine line. It, you can it, it, it's a double edged sword where it paid off for Connor, right? Like, yeah, give me Chad Mendes. He was winning and he was winning. What if, yeah. What if what what if Chad sink, sinks in that guillotine and Connor yeah. doesn't get out of it and and we, like we might, you know what I, I mean? That that three seconds where that guillotine looked tight and Connor had to like roll out of it. Yeah. And if what if he doesn't roll out of it and Chad sinks it and it and it's over could be a whole different you know whole different I mean, ball game and 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 that choke was close <laughs> if you're a connor fan you were you were you 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 were puckered up pretty good there <laughs> for a second yeah um all right let's uh but as the UFC yeah, always Cowboys. does, Cowboys a great example of phenomenal this example of it. Yeah, I mean, Cowboys gonna Cowboy, right? That's like yeah. a main for dude. That's that's a T-shirt. Cowboys yeah. gonna Cowboy. Cowboys gonna Cowboy. 
you know, and, and Cowboy's a great example of, and, and that's, I mean, you want to know why he always gets fights and he always, and he gets bonuses. You know why he gets bonuses? Because he does, he, 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 he says yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want me to fight Darren Till in England? This monster, Darren Till in England, the up and comer who's really a 185er and I'm really a 155er, but you want me to fight him at 170? Sure, yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. When nobody wanted to fight Darren Till, no big yep. names wanted to fight him yet. Those guys, yeah. it pays off. But I don't blame Macy for pulling out if she really felt like she was compromised and was putting herself in a situation to not be able to win the fight either. Yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, Macy Chazon, she she did, you know, she she lost. She's she she's seven and one. She's got a pretty dang good record to to protect in her next win. If she beats Aspen Lad, probably puts a number by her name or, or or gets her moved up the number. I mean, seven and one versus nine and one, that's a pretty dang good that's a great matchup. That was a great matchup. Um all right, let's yeah. talk about this card because we gotta it's be off it. Stat. Yeah, stat card. Um, first up in the strawweight division, we got Diana Belbita against Hannah Goldie. Diana is 13 and 6. She stands 5 foot 7 with a 68 and a half inch reach. Hannah 24K Goldie is 5 and 1. She stands 5 foot 4 with a 61 inch reach. Pretty uh significant height and reach difference for the Warrior Princess. Yeah, it is. This is a weird fight. It's a very weird fight. I'm like, like looking. I, I, it's like they're both coming off long layoffs. You know, um, homegirl Diana hasn't fought in a year since she lost to Liana Jajua. I'm a big fan of as well. She, Hannah, Hannah Goldie hasn't fought since 2019. It's like. Neither one of them have really fought anybody, and and when they do fight somebody that's good, they lose. Both like, of them. This is such a freaking weird fight. I would say experience, probably Diana, right? Well, Higher course, level, maybe she's been in the UFC. She's got what three fights in the UFC? I think it was for sure. She has the experience. Two fights. Right? This is her third fight in the UFC. But hmm. she loses to Lilian Jojua. She loses to Molly McCain. But then look at look at the rest of her pro record. She. She beat a one and two girl. She beats an O and O girl, O and O girl, O and O girl, loses to the three and one girl, beats the O and two girl, loses to Ariana Lipinski, who's eight and three. Well, that's the thing. Diana has the experience She's advantage, but she beat, she beat a bunch of girls that were debuters and not super impressive records, right? I tell you right now, I already I picked Diana earlier this week when she was plus money because I think it's a coin flip fight and I like the plus money odds like I always do. I'm taking Diana. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm for the sake of the podcast. I'm taking Hannah Goldie. All right. That's fine. I know it's fine. Cause it's That's fine. Pick. What are you going to do about it? Nothing right now. Cause Fight you're in Kaysville and I'm in Sandy. Fight me bro. Oh, but when we're in a, <laughs> when we're in studio together, we'll just, I'll just jump into your chair and try and choke you. Did I tell you I was given? Well, they haven't announced the, the fight yet, but I was given Joel crap the other day about who his opponent was. Joel Harrell for everybody listening. So I'm giving him crap, and I'm like, "Hey, your opponents, your opponents eating good meals. Your opponent, I, I'm razzing him, right?" <laughs> so tomorrow I'm going to the Budokan class at Sierra Martial Arts, and he's like, "Hey, we're sparring afterwards. Bring your gear." And I'm like, Shh. "What time?" <laughs> um, one. Come down. Come down if you can. Yeah, come down. 
And I'm like, fun. I love sparring with Joel. We I did it once. If, and it was, we had a really good time. I don't know if I want to do that. I'm like, I don't think I can make it as far. And my, my side's hurting a little bit. Achilles, My back, the way my schedule's eight. set up. I ran um, out of Vagisil last week. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. No, it'll be a good time. I'm excited. Got my new do damage mouthpiece. Oh, dude, it feels nice, huh? It is really good. All right, let's let's chat about the bantamweight division with Sarge Eubanks against Elise Reed. Eubanks is six and six. Uh, Elise Reed coming in at four and zero. Oh. Sarge Eubanks five foot four with a sixty seven inch reach. Reed is five foot three with a sixty one and a half inch reach. Sarge is a huge, huge favorite. Minus three sixty. The comeback is plus two eighty on Elise and- Reed. Do we do we know enough about Reed? Huge in more ways than one. Here's the thing. I'm like I'm looking at this and I'm like Sarge Eubanks. She's a 500 fighter against a 4 and 0 fighter, uh, Cage Fury champion, um, like that. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking and I'm like, man, where can I get the value on Elise Reed? You know, maybe maybe um, Eubanks um, wins by decision is plus 160. Any other outcome is minus. 190 or 160 like i i i like i like i like read like that i'm like i'm trying to figure out the value here's the thing you can't i don't think you can bet this fight or i i think the juice is a little too high on eubanks if you wanted to sprinkle a little on read i think i think eubanks is just too big and too strong for her. eubanks well, here's, here's used by at 135 was on that show of was on the show for 145s with Macy Chazan on tough. Like yeah. she's huge. She's strong. She doesn't do anything really great, but she can just she was a strong 135er. She's a, yeah. She's a huge 125er dog. Here's the here's the here's the key thing that I see in this fight. How bad is that weight cut going to be for her? Is it me or you? Is is what? He must have froze. Yeah, Zach froze. He's got a crappy internet connection with Zach. I lost you. Yeah. Can you hear me? It's me. It's you, Playa. Okay. It's you. It's yeah, you. I, okay. We're back. We're back. All right. Your screen still froze, by the way. Okay. But can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you good. So here's the difference I see with Sar- Sarge. Sarge is making a weight, that weight cut down to 125, which she hasn't been to since. Hot minute. Uh, yeah, I'm scrolling down and back in 2018. Roxanne she's, she's now a 36 year old woman. Like, I, but she made she made 125 on the dot. She didn't even need the extra pound. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. But how tough was it? I? Haven't seen the. I didn't see the the. She didn't the look weight yet. How did she look? Did she look she depleted? Look you know what? I really I always thought at 135. Yeah, that's a 125 or that's just not disciplined in her diet. Is, that's what I, that's what I always thought. How's her gas tank going to be? I think this is kind of a good spot to sprinkle a little bit on Reed. I'm 28 years you, old, making a UFC debut. She could do bet, something. The bet that I like is that any other outcome at minus 160. So Eubanks by decision is plus 120. Any other outcome is minus 160. Because I think if Eubanks does win, she kind of just mauls her and eventually gets like a ground and pound TKO or maybe even a submission or whatever. Yeah. But I think there is a path to victory for Elisa Reed as well. Like, I, I I think the odds are just too big. I, I heard somebody say, uh, James Lynch on his breakdown, he said something about like maybe throw Eubanks in a parlay, 
There's yeah. not a chance. No way. You Zero chance. You bank no way. my parlay. Nope. I, I like some of the stuff he says, but I'll, I'll strongly disagree with that. One. I, I, I'm, I, I just, yeah. So it's a big, strong girl. See, Roman agrees with this. He said, read Thank not you, bad minus it's one sixty. Great outcome. Hey, Roman, you got any guys fighting this weekend that we can bet on? <laughs> um, hey, next Roman, how did your son's bet go, bro? Too soon? Too soon? Mother sucker. Next up in the Bantamweight division, we got Julio Arce against Andre Yule. Arce is five foot seven with a 70 and a half inch reach, is fighting Mr. Highlight, who stands five foot eight with a 75 inch reach. This should be a great fight. I think Arce is just better. I think so too. Uh, he's just and, and you know bigger coming down from uh coming down from uh one uh you 145? know 145 down to 135. He's gonna be bigger. I am interested to see, but man, he has wins over Dan Ige, Daniel Tamor, uh knocked out our boy Julian Arosa. Uh, you know, he's he's you know, yeah, he's got a couple losses to Brian Kelleher in the regional circuit. That was his last time being at 135 but um before before that he kind of ran through everybody so i mean i i really like julio arce here like i'm i'm pretty happy i i think he he looks really good in this one i uh i agree okay we will agree on that one next up welterweight division mickey gall is fighting Jordan Williams. Mickey Gall is six and three, stands six foot two with a 74 inch reach. Jordan Williams is nine and four, stands six foot one with a 76 and a half inch reach. It's an interesting, interesting little matchup. These guys have been alternating win losses their, their last five fights. Hmm. Jordan Williams, they're fighting at 170. Jordan Williams normally fights at 185, doesn't he? Is he taking, he's taking he's going down, he's going down a weight class in this one, right? Yeah, he is. That guy has a chin like no other. Yeah, he does. He can you remember that he fight with um Gregory Rodriguez? That was the yeah. fight. Yeah. Yeah. That was I mean, the contender series fight. I'm like, man. Who do you like in this one? I mean, his only two losses recently are to Dagestanis. I can't be that mad at him. No, I. I mean, I actually like Jordan Williams in this. I. I think there's a chance Mickey Gall's just not that good. Is that is that a is that a hot take? I don't know. Oh, I Jordan Williams is favorite. I thought it was crazy. I thought no, Jordan Williams, Williams is favorite. Yeah, okay. Jordan Williams. Is no, favorite. yeah, I'm all over Jordan Williams on this. Uh, Mickey Gall got beat at his own game by Mike Perry grappling. Um, he lost to Diego Sanchez. <laughs> I mean, right, I mean, what's his best win? Sage Northcutt? It, no, CM Punk. Roman, stop. <laughs> I mean, cool. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna kind of feed go me CM Punk, please, dude. What what I, weight did they fight at? I think we're gonna 170. I think we're gonna yeah, see dude. Him. I'd fight CM Punk right now. I'm better right now than CM Punk was when they fought when he fought Mickey Gall. You're looking at me like that. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Oh man, I love it. 
So you're picking Jordan Williams? Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna go Abs- against. I'm gonna go against. Really? I think we're gonna see. I think Mickey Gall's. You want to know see this- a different Mickey Gall? I'm probably gonna regret this pick. Okay. Monday morning. Do you, know but- what, do you know the strongest part of the Mickey, of Mickey Gall's whole presence in the UFC? What's that? Mickey's walkout song. Hey Mickey, you so fine, you so fine. Is that his walkout song? Yeah. That's the best part about this. The whole that's the best part about Mickey Gall and being in the UFC is getting to listen to that whenever he walks out. I actually think this is a pretty even matchup, believe it or not. I don't I, I, yeah, I think Jordan Williams. I mean, here's the thing he's a, Jordan, dog. he's a dog and he's not gonna quit. Mickey, I mean Mickey's slick on the ground. We all know he's very good jujitsu guy, but uh but yeah, I I I think on the feet, Jordan Williams is way better and i've and and um the, here's the other problem i've seen mickey gall gas out in fights i don't know if that's totally been fixed i'm i'm gonna bank on these fixing it. i'm not betting it but i i i'm gonna go with gold okay all right next up in the middleweight division we have ian heinish against nasruddin imavolve Good job. I was like, I was about to say, I'll give you five bucks. I'll, I'll buy you a, a monster if you can pronounce that correctly. Yeah. Nailed uh, it. The Hurricane, 14 and four, five foot 11 with a 72 inch reach. The Russian snipers coming in at nine and three, stands six foot three with a 75 in a half inch reach. Bro, did Christmas come early? Christmas. Are, are we really getting plus money on a guy from Dagestan? Are you kidding me? Do you have? Can you? Can we see your board? Are the you, number one kidding? rule. What's the number one rule on the on the, the number board? Number one rule on the board is we do not bet against the Dagestan fighters. No, We're not going to start this with today. No, not against Ian Heinich. I actually think Ian probably might win this fight, but I'm not no. betting against the Russian sniper. No, dog. No, Ian Heinich. You know, I, I, I like, like Ian. Him. I like the Hurricane. I, I like his I like story. Him. I like him. I like his story. He's he, I do like his story, but man, what does he struggle with? Derek Brunson, wrestler, Omar Akhamed, wrestler, Kelvin Gaslam, wrestler. Uh, dude, you're signing up to fight a guy from Dagestan. I'll take plus money all like all day. I mean, if, if this is a fight that I lose, I, well, I'm wait. okay. I'm okay going out on my shield with this. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Are we really betting a Dagestan fighter or are we betting a French fighter? Because on Tapology it says he's fighting out of France. And if that's the case, he's I mean, he might be from Dagestan. No, 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 sir. It, but he was born in Dagestan, Russia. I know he was born there, but he's not he's not like Khabib and these guys that are living and training there. Like if he's fighting out of France, it's like, okay, like does do we get a pass or do we still stay with it? I'm staying with it. All right, I'm staying with it too. <laughs> I'm not changing it. You have the blood in you. You're good. All right, Roman. Here's your fight. I'm not even. I'm probably going to screw his his name up. So I'm just going to say Soriano. Punahili Soriano is fighting Brendan Allen in the middleweight division. This is a freaking banger of a fight. Is Punahili is that Roman? One of Roman's guys? Yeah, he trains out of Extreme Couture. Oh, see, I didn't even. I didn't even. Oh yeah. Oh, I know he's an Extreme Couture guy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All your money. Oh, we're in. I'm in. Oh, well, he's dude. the favorite. Now. He's the favorite now. He is minus one twenty now, and yeah. as he should be, he's the better fighter. Um, you, you know what I love about him? He's a finisher, dog. Yeah, he's he's, he's a finisher. Look at all those first round finishes. He's eight and zero. Oh. I mean, I do look at the experience, and I'm like, eh, 
Like that, that makes me want to, that made me want to pump the brakes a little bit, but the way that Sean Strickland beat the brakes off him. Um, I do think he does have a slight advantage in the grappling. Um, but I mean, if Penhealy is the extreme couture, it's not like he's not getting the grappling coaching with Jake Shields and all those people down there. And Aleko. And Aleko and all those guys. Um, yeah. And great takedown defense. Good luck getting him to the ground. Right? I just lost. I just lost he's, it in. I mean, in. he's big. He's strong. He's and dude, those are kind of the guys. He's athletic. Those are kind of the guys that um, homeboy uh, Brendan Allen struggles with. He's so but look at this. Tre- his losses. Trevin Giles. Trevin Giles, big athletic guy. Eric Andrews, huge athletic guy. Anthony Hernandez, athletic dude. Beat the beat the black belt hunter, right? Wait, wait. I'm doing the Trump thing with the hands. Oh, God. Hey, Roman, why didn't his name come across to, to come on the podcast? Why did we not oh, get Soriano come on the podcast? Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Yeah, because you do things like Trump things? Probably that. He's like, <laughs> All right, so we're yeah, both on Soriano. Huge for us. Next time. He said, next time, he said. All right. I yeah. got you. Roman always takes care. No, of I'm a I'm a big fan of Soriano. I I like him. I I believe I I believe I picked against him in his last fight and was dead wrong. Oh yeah, when he knocked out Dusko because Dusko kept walking around with his head in the air. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never. Yeah. I'm all in on like uh, Punahili Soriano. All right. Next up, fight of the night. This could be fight of the night. If the fight before wasn't this, oh, this one might. God. I'm so stoked for this. I'm so stoked. Not only because these guys are both freaking awesome guys. Their Twitter little beef they have, which it's not really a beef, but Dude, the whole Doctor Pepper, fun. yeah, the whole Doctor Pepper thing, yeah, awesome. It's fun. Adrian Yanez, Randy Costa. Adrian Yanez is 13 and three, stands five foot seven with a 70 and a half inch reach. Uh, the Zohan, Randy Costa is six and one he stands five foot nine with a 73 inch reach both guys look phenomenal on the um on the weigh-ins this morning i did catch their both their weigh-ins costa looked freaking good man both look good man yeah um <laughs> what about costa saying he's like yeah i hope our fight can get over quick so i can go to the strip club <laughs> oh yeah i'm like i'm all in dude i was all in on adrian Yanez, but i'm i'm I, i'm still i'm still taking Yanez. he's still my pick but Giannis, don't man. sleep on Coast Costa. I well, He's I you know what? Man. I would pick Costa against pretty much any other prospect except Adrian Giannis. Adrian Giannis is striking. I dude, I think I think he's I dude. He's phenomenal. His striking is phenomenal. Jorge, would they compare him to Jorge Masvidal? Like a little that's Jorge. A, that's yeah. a great comparison, actually. Yeah, the, his his I style. Mean, his you stance. got Teddy Atlas going like that is some of the best hands I've ever seen in MMA. Yeah. Like, hello. Like he might have the best boxing at 135 pounds right now. He he's fought the tougher competition. Um, they, I think he is slightly better in his stand-up. I think if Randy wants to win this fight, I think he needs to catch him early and, and rock him and put him away early. Which he could. Because once Giannis finds his r- distance and his range, and we saw it in the last fight, and once he yeah. finds that and then he goes to work, he's so methodical and so calculated, 
it's it's like old school Anderson, right? Yeah. You spend that first round like downloading all your movements and your timing and your speed, and then once he's got it, then he goes to work. It it's over, dog. He uh, they he had I listened to his pre his pre fight um, press conference, and I was impressed with the way that he, you know, both these guys are both new to the UFC. They're both up and comers, but Giannis has a little bit more experience. And I, I just, I got to give that edge to the end. I, he's a stud. They're both studs. I'm almost, you know what? I just don't want the fight to by happen. The way, like, by the way, by the way, these next two fights, I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's a great matchmaking, but it's like, why well, you got to do them like that, dog? Both, I, mean, I feel it, both of them like this, where I'm just like, I mean, I know, dude, I know the UFC is like the best fights, the best, but it's like, dang dog. Like. Why he got? Why he got to do Two Randy Carson like this? Like, dude, why? Like, can't we wait till there's like numbers next to him and they're headlining their own UFC fight night? I think it's just they're both. I, both of their stocks are going to rise after this fight, regardless. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. All I right, would agree. Next up in the flyweight division, we have Macy the Future Barber against. Miranda Fear the Maverick. Macy Barber is eight and two, stands five foot five with a sixty-five inch reach. The Maverick, Fear the Maverick, is nine and two. She stands five foot three with a sixty-five inch reach as well. So pretty close height and reach. Um, First time Macy's been an underdog in the UFC, and for good reason. Macy, here here's the problem: giving Miranda Maverick and Macy Barber fight each other. Yeah. They're pretty much telling Macy Barber, um, wow us or get out. She's so young still, though. I, I know she is, but I mean, she was 8-0 and in the future, and she was talking about being the youngest champion ever. And then, and you know what? When she lost to Roxanne Mataferi, you got to remember, she finished that fight with a blown ACL. Yeah. I, I don't think that was a bad loss for her. No. I really no. don't. And then, dude, it's not like Alexa Grasso sucks. No, she's legit, right? too. She's legit. And she fought a girl. Macy, like, started slow. But if you remember that fight, go back and watch it. Macy beat the brakes off her in the third round of that fight. Yeah. It was like she just needed to wake up. It took her a couple rounds to wake up. So I'm really interested to see how aggressive she starts this fight. And I think that's going to be a big tale. But the at the at uh, on the other end, I look at Miranda Maverick. I think Miranda's striking is just slightly better i think her grappling's better i mean it this is i think this is a tough matchup for macy barber and macy i think macy has to come out on fire and put her on her quick or else she's gonna lose and be on a three-fight losing streak and and seriously start to flirt with if because everybody knows you get on a four-fight losing streak in the ufc that's that's pretty much donezo especially as a prospect the the thing that stood out to me the most about this matchup, and and I was always leaning towards Miranda when they first announced it, even though I like Macy Barber a lot. Love, love him. I love her. I've love always him. liked her. Yeah. But one of the things that stood out for me, and I was listening to James Lynch's breakdown of this, is Macy Barber's been she's been tr- camp hopping, uh, hopping a lot. Like she's been to a couple different camps in the last I don't know year. I think she's at Team Alpha Male now. Alpha is what they were saying. Right yeah. But she's been everywhere i think she was down at jackson wink i think she was at uh, she was at a couple other she's big still names trying to find it feels like she's still trying to find yeah, herself. which is which is fine like she's a young, like hey do do that i i'm all for getting the most experience you can but i i 
Well, it's what TJ and what TJ Dillashaw actually said in one of his interviews really rang true to me. He's the CEO of his own brand and his business, and he has to oh, do yeah. what's best for him. And and he talked about you know his move, and if that makes me a bad guy, whatever, and all this and that. And, yeah, and that's kind of you know that's five years ago. Like who cares about that stuff now? Macy's just trying to find what works for her. I get that, but it's like, do you really want to do that? Like, I'm going to do a camp with these guys. Now I'm going to do a camp with these guys. Shouldn't you lay that? You have to lay that foundation down right first, right before you start start building those bricks. I I mean, that's just it's. I'll let you talk for a second. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of went through the same thing in my bodybuilding career. I I started out with one coach. I, you know, I did four or five shows with one coach and decided, okay, now I need a different look. Go to another coach, do another show. Now it's like, okay, now I'm starting to see my potential. And I go to another bigger, you know, a big name coach and take it to, take it to the next level. So I think that, I think once she's found her footing and, and founds, finds a good home, I, I think she could be dangerous because the girl's only 23 years old, only 23 years old. And well, Miranda Maverick's only 24. So super, super fun fight between two girls that are um, up and coming. I think Miranda Maverick ends up getting a decision win in this fight. Um Next up in the featherweight division, we have Darren the Damage Elkins fighting Derek Minner. What a freaking war this is going to be. The Damage, the official fight. He's our he's our guy. He just doesn't know it of the Damage Plan fight guy <laughs> is Darren Elkins. I've sent him a message before. He never responded. Darren yeah. Elkins, 25 and 9, stands 5 foot 10 with a 71-inch reach. Derek Minner is 26 and 11. Stands five foot seven with a seventy-one inch reach. Really quick. Hey, really hey, quick. hey, Hillary. She's been out swimming. Nice so, with, with the fam and my boys swimming out with their cousins. Um, oh, so if people didn't hear my official pick from that. that it was Miranda oh, yeah. Maverick. Miranda Maverick. Okay, we're both. But on I her. think I, I. But I do think I do think Macy has a shot if she comes out aggressive. She starts slow though. She's dead again. So I just gave you the breakdown of these two guys. Now we've got a handful of fights on here. That could be the fight of the night. This fight, this could, this could just take over all of this could be a war. These guys are both bring it every fight. I, yeah, this one breaks my heart. Why does this it break, break your heart? Cause somebody's got to lose. Um, because I, I have never not picked Darren Elkins on this podcast. I love Darren Elkins. I, I I do. I love Darren Elkins and his ability to finish fights, come back from the dead basically and win fights. And he's just such a gamer in, in this, but at the end of the day, dude, this is not a young man. There's, this is not an old man sport. And you have a guy that's 37 years old that has the heart of a lion, but, he is an aged lion and he's had so many wars and he takes so much damage in those fights. And I think we saw it in his last fight. He even won. Yeah. He's a, he's a, I think he's a little bit slower now. Like that dude cannot hang with elite guys. And Derek minor is 31. He's, he has, he has 37 fights himself. Yeah. You know, he has more fights. He's six years younger. And look who he's going to have in his corner. <clears throat> who? James Krause. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh yeah, we didn't even we didn't even get to that. Yeah, he's a glory to, guy. Yeah, he's a glory. But, but you know, he beat Charles Rosa, who looks good. Um, he's he's beat other guys. I just TJ Laramie beat Clay Collard. Yeah, Clay Collard. You know, right before right before he got to the UFC, beat you know, beat Clay Collard. Like I just he's been through the wars. He's one of those guys, one of the few guys that I would say has really put in his time in the regional circuit and didn't get like that quick, like kind of like a kind of like a Darren Elkins really had to like really had to earn his way more and, and didn't really get a, a catch a break or his big opportunity early in his career. Yeah. And I think those are the guys that, you know, I mean, I think it's going to be a great fight, but I, I, I would expect somebody that's in the prime of their career at 31 years old to be able to just patiently pick apart and tee off on somebody like Darren Elkins. I love yeah. Darren Elkins, but I, I just don't I just don't see it for this fight for him, unfortunately. I'm gonna echo everything you said. Derek Miner's uh Minner. Uh co-main event is the new co-main event is Kyler Phillips in the Bantamweight division. Kyler Phillips against Rulian Pavaya. Phillips is nine and one. He stands five foot eight with a 70 and a half inch reach. Pavaya 20 and three stands five foot eight with a 69 and a half inch reach. Who do you like in this? Coming event. It's not who do I like, it's who do I love. And I love Kyler Phillips. Love I'm Kyler all in Phillips. on I'm he's, all in on Kyler Phillips. Yeah, he seems to be getting better and better every fight. His last performance was like flawless. And is it didn't he say on the thing his mom's like a fashion designer? Did you see him dressed up during the press conference? He's freaking Dressed, he's, man. He's an interesting cat. Almost you know, as good as our next guest, Jordan Levitt, who will be on in 12 minutes. I'll get out of here. Jordan, there, there is nothing better than Jordan Levitt's suit that he was wearing at was the, the Challenger series. It was that his was grandpa's cool. suit. Was it I'll, really? I'll let him tell that story. But yeah, right, I believe that's so. That's pretty cool. I believe so. Um, <clears throat> no, and, and dude, you've heard me say this. I actually firmly believe the guys that came from that season 27 of The Ultimate Fighter and being in an environment of being in, in in a house, we're all alpha males, right? When yeah. we fight, I, not all, but most fighters and successful fighters are type A personality, alpha males. You kind of size everybody up in the room. I catch myself doing it like some egomaniac dickhead. You know, you walk into a room and you're like, I could take that guy. I think right? every guy does that. A little bit, extent. right? Right. A, a little lot of bit guys do that. Sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think that that, that pressure cooker one was so good for him. I mean, yes, he lost his first fight by a decision to Brad Katoa who had a good run in the UFC in his own right. But it's like, I, I think that, I think that that training with, you know, in there being around DC and Stipe for whatever, six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it was yeah. and training with other the best in their weight class, 145 and 155ers in the country, unsigned guys. I think it made diamonds out of like that pressure cooker made diamonds out of some of those guys. And Kyler Phillips is one of those, those guys. I mean, Tyler diamond, um, no pun intended him, Bryce Mitchell, Brad Cantona had a good run. I mean, yeah. they, it, they, it has produced some, killers some uh luis pena hope he gets his own stuff figured out um violet bob ross uh, mike trezano yeah uh, uh you know i mean it's like dude th that pressure cooker 
was so good for some of those guys. And then some of them have gone away completely. Um, I, I think Kyler Phillips is, he, he might be the one though, that him and Bryce Mitchell, I think might be the ones that ascend to the top of that 135 or 145 weight class. And that was the other thing. Kyler Phillips is a 135er and he was competing with those 145ers. Yeah. And I mean, that's a bad to be in that type of a atmosphere and be probably a little bit undersized. Like that's a yeah. bad man. And he has all the skills. I'm so high on Kyler Phillips and I follow him on Facebook and Instagram. That dude puts in work yeah, constantly, constantly. The only thing I'm not a fan of is his hair. Go back to the short hair dog. <laughs> Other than that, you're doing everything. I mean, who cares? Like it's his hair, like whatever. But I mean, dude, he's he he's no joke. He is the Matrix, dude. I I'm a believer. And um, this Pavia guy, uh, sorry, dog. Um, you have a sex, super sexy record, right? Twenty and three. Twenty and three. He's a young kid. He's twenty five. He's still a kid. But guess what? He he's. I don't, he, I, he, I, I think we are going to see, he built his record a lot before he got to the UFC and he is, I, I think we are going to see a, uh, I think we are going to see a pretty lopsided victory for Kyler Phillips. Tomorrow. So we're both on Kyler Phillips. Main yeah. event time. I've been waiting for this. Corey, the Sandman, Sanhagen's fighting the comeback. TJ Killashaw, Dillashaw. Sanhagen is 14 and two, stands five foot 11 with a 70 inch reach. Mr. Dillashaw is 16 and four. He stands five foot six with a 68 inch reach. So, uh, I mean, pretty even with the reach, but uh, five inch height advantage for Sanhagen. Um, what are your thoughts on this fight, man? Like, I, 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 I like, I like both guys, but I, I feel like there's a lot of unknowns. Like we, we just don't, what, so what, here's what, actually, what are we going to get out of TJ Dillashaw? I guess here's, that's, here's the weird thing about it. I love Corey Sanhagen. I do too. He's my guy. Like that's one of those He's, guys where it's like, I'd ride with that guy all day. It. every Yeah. Day. Love his mindset. Not the biggest fan of TJ Dillashaw from what I've seen, like as a person. Right. Yeah. I, I like in the stuff that I hear and that I've heard and stuff like that. And, and it, it's not just from the team alpha male guys. I've heard it from multiple guys of like how he is in the training room and things and things like it, like, like maybe not the guy that like, I would like to hang out with and, and, and be around where Corey Sandhagen. I'm like, I'd chill with that dude. All day, that right. Guy. You know what I mean? And listen yeah. to him on Dana White. Um, I, I, I love him. I love what he did to Frankie Edgar. Uh, I, you know, I mean, Actually, I broke my heart because he made it. He did did it you so see easy. the UFC TikTok? You sent it to me, didn't you? Yeah. It was. Yeah. I didn't realize it was from the UFC. <laughs> yeah. Look what he did here. Boop. Look what he did, he did here. Boop. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that wheel kick on Marlon Marias was just ridiculous. Uh, you know, he got caught by Algerman Sterling a few fights ago. You know, I, I look at Sandhagen and it's, everybody's like, he's arrived, he's arrived, he's arrived. <laughs> He lost to Algermain, who is the sitting champ, whether yeah. whatever at that. Um, Marlon Rice has never has not been the same since uh, since Cejudo broke him. True, and, and Frankie Edgar is long removed from lightweight champion Frankie I, Edgar. I one hundred percent agree. What did he do to both of those guys, though? Oh yeah, what he, he was supposed them. to do. He slept, he slept both them. of them. Right. 
Like, I agree. Okay, you give me two guys that are, let's just say, on the downslide. I'm going to knock them out. Now let me now let me reverse that. I would say most people coming off of a two year, two and a half year layoff, I would say that's that I don't like that. Yeah. And by the way, I think he cheated. You know, I think he's a cheat, and I don't respect that. I, I they said they went back and even tested old blood samples and didn't find EPO in that, which does make me happy to hear. Um, but I don't think he just decided all of a sudden for the 125 to become a cheater either. So, and, and, and but that's that all drug. subjective. That's all not, subjective, and that's all whatever. And not and with that drug, with this, right. with this part potent and and the knowledge you have to have to take that. That's just not. That's not a steroid that body bodybuilders are just freaking injecting. Like that's not something that I've used in the past. That like it's steroids? a very dangerous drug, and it's a drug that probably should be administered by a doctor. I, yeah. So I all that being said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And it is what it is. One. I've listened to the interviews. I love where TJ's at mentally. Yeah. Two, I would say a two and a half year layoff is horrible for everybody. Unless you're a sociopath. I think he's a sociopath. I think he took that entire two years and used it all, all of the negativity and everything as fuel and trained. And he even said he put on like good, clean, heavy he muscle, good. got up he to 168, like, he said, my biggest, I got up to 168 and he just looked and he said, and it was like slow and good muscle and, yeah. and meathead workouts and all this stuff. And he said, that was kind of fun and just eating as much as I could. And cause I was, I was trading so hard and he's cut from that same cloth of like, to me of like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Jerry Rice, like sociopath work ethic yeah. as an athlete. And I think he's the type of guy I, you have to remember when he went away, he was still the sitting 135 champ. He lost the 125 as a challenger. He was the sitting 135 champ. He was the best bantamweight in the world. And you could make an argument that he is or still on his way to being the best 135-er ever. And if he's really been putting in work and sharpening his tools and, and, and adding tools to his belt and doing all this, I normally wouldn't do this. I'm rolling with TJ. I, I think TJ wins this fight. And I don't like doing it because I would, I'll be happier. If Corey Sanhagen throw a flag knee to uh, TJ Dillashaw and sleep him, I'll be jumping, cheering. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be so happy. But at the same time, I just TJ and it, and it won't even shock me, but I, I, I actually, and I'm not a huge fan of his personally, but I, I do, I do think he, you could, you, he's one or two on the greatest bantamweights of all time. And I don't think you can dismiss that. I, I don't hate that pick, but I'm going to go with Sanhagen, man. I still think there's too many unknowns to your layoff. You're fighting a guy that's tall, five inch reach advantage. That's tall. The only thing that's, <laughs> that concerns me is Dillashaw's wrestling, and if he takes Sanhagen down, I know Sanhagen's got got a little bit of ground game, but that that submission that that uh, Aljo was able to to hit on him, I, I'm sticking with Sanhagen, man. I like Sanhagen. I think he wins a fight. I, I'm just saying, and I love Sanhagen, and I love his mindset and how he talked about it on the Joe Rogan podcast, having to change his mindset. Oh, I love. I, yeah. um, after that, Aljamain and what he learned yep. from his loss and everything, dude, that perfect. 
Yeah. Perfect. And, and I even thought, I, I even think this ready. I actually think the winner of this fight is the, the future champion. I think the winner of this fight beats Peter Yan or Aljamain Sterling. I think so too. I, I mean, if TJ, if, if TJ still wins, that guy, if TJ still that guy, he, if he beats Sanhagen this weekend, they better, everybody better is put on notice real quick. And if, and same thing with Sanhagen, Sanhagen beats a guy like TJ Dillashaw. It depends on how it gets done and all that. I mean, dude, like, yeah, I'm all, I'm all in, man. Sandy, do you want to do DraftKings or we got to jump on this other? Nope. Check your phone real quick. Oh, okay. Um, um, I just sent you a message. But, no, it, it, it is. There's a lot of unknowns. And we're both kind of trying to make the best educated guess we can. And I don't think either of us are wrong. I don't. I do not think it's wrong to pick Sandhagen here. Yeah. Because he's coming off a two and a half year layoff. I'm just going with my gut on of if Corey Sandhagen or if TJ Dillashaw is still that same bad mamma jamma that that he was two and a half years ago at 135 i th- i think that's the best i think that's the best bantamweight we've ever seen him or dominic cruz i think tj at his peak is and and like i said he's a sociopath and he's a jerk and he has teammates that don't like to train with him because he hurts people because he goes so hard because he can't lose a round he can't lose a wind sprint he can't lose a a grappling you know like he he's so freaking competitive and so, the other side of it too is he is 35 years old so if you know what father time might have passed him up in the last two and a half years too and we just haven't seen it you know no we're gonna find out should we give our official picks right now are we gonna do we gotta do them on tiktok too because we're supposed to be building up our tiktok tiktok per our per our marketing per our marketing director yeah for our marketing director we have to pump up our social media so so yeah man when we get in studio like he's gonna like he needs to be like our jamie you know that joe rogan has like our producer that would be pretty dope we should um we should have him come in for those that'd be fun uh so here i you ready for my draft king picks yeah do you want to give your picks for here or draft picks first whatever your official what do you bet do? picks i don't care we can do draft. go ahead and do draft kings then I'm, I'm writing down my official bets right now so as we know with DraftKings, and I try to reiterate constantly, um, you have to have underdogs. Yes, and because sir. of the value, the the value is insane. TJ Dillashaw is only seventy four hundred dollars. Ooh, TJ. Unknowns. Okay. And as as far as Vegas odds go, um that's pretty lopsided for how close of a Vegas odds fight this is. So there's a ton of value there. Um, Imavov is only $7,700 over Heinich. Okay. Miranda Maverick is $8,400. And I do have her on my official DraftKings lineup. Okay. My two picks that I love Roman's boy Soriano. Okay. And my boy, your boy, Adrian Yanez. Yanez, okay. That leaves us with a max bet. Ooh, who do we got? Max money going on. Who are you the most confident in? Eubanks, Kyler Phillips, or RK? Or RC? Uh, Kyler, uh, Kyler Phillips. Me too. That's who I have in there. That leaves you $100 left over. I won last week, by the way, my DraftKings. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, you didn't get your your... I ended up switching out 
the I missed it. I forgot that, I know. that Miles John fight got pulled and I missed it. I, and you know what's crazy? I only lost by like 20 points. Crazy. Um I'm probably still gonna have a couple other bets, but my official bets that I already have in right now, I took Belbita at plus one hundred. It's even money now. So I got her at plus money. And you know I love those. I oh, love yeah. those fights that are value. that are coin flip fights. I I will always take the plus money. If it's a coin flip fight, I'm taking the plus money. Period. Period. Just be just from a betting standpoint. I I'm on Roman's guy Soriano at minus one twenty, and I'm on Miranda Maverick at minus one fifty. Those are my three official. Um, but I think I got. I think we're gonna cook up a little parlay, which we might have to talk about on TikTok if we don't mm-hmm. figure it out right now. Oh, we're figuring it out right now. Kyler okay. Phillips is in our parlay. Kyler Phillips in our parlay. Adrian Giannis? Adrian Giannis in our parlay. Giannis. I don't really like to do more than two. I kind of like those two, but I'll add another one if you were confident. Let's get to plus money here. Soriano? Julio RC. RC. Minus, minus 200. That's a three-team parlay that's going to get you into plus money that you're going to feel pretty good about. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. And then my my official picks are a little a little dog heavy. Okay, let's see. What do you got? I'm I am gonna roll and sprinkle a little bit on TJ Dillashaw. Okay. I love in the Sarge Eugebanks fight any other outcome other than Sarge Eugebanks wins by decision at minus one six. I, I like that too, because I, I think she's gonna finish her. I think either I think either happens. Either Sarge gets the finish or she gets upset and loses. Um and then uh lastly, my my third pick that I really like is I'm going with the Dagestani Imamov. Okay. And I, I mean I'm I am betting on Soriano too. And but that, with that parlay, but yeah, those that's that's what I'm rolling with. All right. There it is. There's our official locks. We're going to try to keep track of these. And Dude, next weekend's card's fun. So much. Well, next weekend's card, you ain't watching. I'll be watching in the back. <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm going to have hey, that Zach, up. What are you doing while you're waiting for? While, have, while you're at the Union Event Center from 5 o'clock <laughs> till like 11, what are you going to be doing? Well, I'll, you know, I'll warm up from like 10 to 11. But before that, I'm watching fights, dog. I will be. What I'll probably do is. I'm going to have that fight on the UFC. I'm going to have Mina's fight on in Phoenix. Oh gosh. As long as it's going to be air, we're trying to figure out because she's the main event of the prelims, I guess you could say right before the main card. So I don't know if they air all those or not. So we're trying to figure that out. Um, And then I'm going to be obviously watching your fight and that steel fist card. Let me put this on here one more time. For those of you who cannot make the fight next Saturday night, July 31st, to watch Zach fight in the main event, www.blitztv.com. Two Zs at the end of Blitz. Blitztv.tv, not .tv. .tv, yes, sorry. I'm looking right at it. It's it's there. I said it wrong a couple podcasts ago, so I correct, I corrected it. There it is. Boom. Watch it. All right. Boom. We are, hey, uh, tune in because in a few minutes we have Jordan Levitt coming on. And then a few minutes after that, I will be coming on. And then a few minutes after that, Chris Curtis will be on. Jordan Levitt will be very entertaining. I will be, you know what you get with me. And Chris Curtis is fireworks. 
<laughs> Always fireworks, Chris. Anyways, we'll see you guys in a second. Thanks. We out. Appreciate you guys tuning in.